When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Hi, and welcome to the Personal Development Unplugged podcast with me, Paul Clough. And today's episode is actually part of a two-parter. That means there's this one and another one. And it's all about just being so anxious that we seem to worry about things and we get things wrong. And then we have that little bit of OCD where we check and we check and we check to make sure things are not going wrong and they go wrong. And then we worry about whether we're going to be found out. Are we an imposter? All these things I know, we've all suffered in some way, shape or form. Every one of us I know. This is a two-part. It's been requested by somebody. And this first episode will go deeply into the foundations of this. The understanding what's happening. The positive intentions. Because when we understand that and the conflict that's going on, then we can change. And I give you something to help you change now. And then in the second part, we go more deeply into the hows, the how-to. Now, what I did notice when I've been editing this uh, episode, I think I must have had an allergy or something. I certainly wasn't feeling 100% because my diction is not as good as it could be. And I apologize for that right now. But I think the golden nuggets are there. So I didn't want to re-record it just in case I missed some of those nuggets. Because I think I got it. So just bear with me with my annunciations and really get into this. You'll, I think you'll really enjoy it. Warning. 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 You are entering into the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. Clough. Too late. Personal Development Unplugged. Hey, my friends, we're back again with a podcast of, well, a slightly different kind, only as much as I think this is going to be a two-parter. And I want to ask you a question. I always ask you questions, don't I? But does this remind you of anything? I mean, have you ever had this situation that you're doing something and you have to do it for somebody else as you are? You're doing something which you're going to prepare and you have to to give it to somebody else. And have you thought to yourself, I mustn't get this wrong. I really mustn't get this wrong. No, no, I mustn't get it wrong. I just must not get this wrong. And then you double check it, thinking, I can't get this wrong. Can't get this wrong. And then you treble check it. I really mustn't get this wrong. And what happens? You get it wrong. I can remember a time, and I think I've told this story before, in my very first hypnosis um, training, Right at the very beginning, being my little introvert itself, I didn't want to do, well, I certainly didn't want to say anything like more than my name. And we were asked, would you give a brief introduction, your name, where you come from, and a little bit about what you wanted to do. Well, the mere fact that I was in a hypnosis training, which I didn't really understand why I was there. I had an outcome, but not through hypnosis, or I didn't think so at the time. And 
I didn't want to speak up in front of people. And guess what? They gave you a bloody microphone as well, which made it worse. And then there's people in front of me, and I was about 12th out of 16 people. So first person says there's brilliantly. The second person says there's brilliantly. And they're telling jokes or whatever. And you think, oh, no. What I mustn't do, I must not forget my name. I must not forget my name. I must not forget my name. Can you see there's a little bit of a link there? And what's the overriding thing? Forget. Because I stood up and said, I can't remember my name. I've forgotten my name. And they said, isn't it Paul? I said, oh, goodness me, yes, it is. Yeah, and I remembered who I was then. But we can tell ourselves um, embedded commands. And these are just embedded commands. That, you know, do not forget your name. Do not forget your name. Do not get this wrong. Get this wrong. And we do it for a wonderful intention, don't we? Because we don't want to forget our names. And, or we put it this way, we want to remember our names. And we don't want to not get it right or wrong, but we want to get it right. Get things right. Now, have you ever had that? And how does it make you feel? And what are the stories you make up in your head when you do that? You know, people might think I'm so stupid. Oh, they are. They, and they're looking at me now. I know they're looking at me. I'm, I know we're having a cup of coffee in the break, but I bet they're talking about me, or they will be. And what's it going to be like tomorrow? And aren't we good at that type of imagineering? Making up wonderful stories. They're the ones you see in 2020. So good, vivid, five once around sound, cinematic, everything, don't we? Oh, it's such a thing. And the thing is, why I'm saying this is, I've had a request. I'm not going to say who it's from because I did say whether people don't mind their name being mentioned or not. I like to keep it anonymous, mainly because I'll there'll be a time I'll get it wrong. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to get it wrong. Get it wrong. Get it wrong. No, I just want to get things right. So I've had this request about to help with being, this person is focused on other people's judgments all the time and worried about what they're, they're making him appear to do or her. And sometimes because of the way they were reacting it's actually appearing rude which was the last thing they wanted to do and they get so nervous so nervous while they're doing these things uh, they've got clients and they do they're, they're getting this these things ready for a client and they even check it three times or more and it can still be wrong now as we're saying has this ever happened to anybody else does anyone else have this type of problem and the only answer to that is hell yes Hell yes. And the thing is, it's also coupled with that other thing that really, just really bugs the thing out of us. They'll find me out. They'll know I'm not supposed to be here. They know I'm not up to, up to being here. You know, that old imposter syndrome. You know, I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. And that's when the doubt sets in. And then when you get the doubt and you start checking with not trying to make a mistake. See, there it is, make a mistake. What happens? We make a mistake and then we feel like a fraud. Because we know everyone's talking about us. And oh my goodness me, it can go on forever. And the thing is, when this happens, does it just happen in one context? Say it happened at work, does it just happen there? You see, I don't think it does. My answer was, nope. Because it spreads. It spreads in different areas of your life, I guess. And, you know, you might even take it home with you. Which means, if you take it home, you tend to bring it back to work. And then you take it into your social life. Which is... A great skill to have, by the way. What's that, Cluffy? What, taking this stuff home? No, 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 no. The actual being able to spread it in all areas of your life. Not the negative side of it, but when you make a change, and this is it, when you change this and you do things with fully, full confidence and competence and you feel good and you have that high self-esteem, I say that again, high self-esteem, 
What happens? You get more confident when you go out socially. You get more confident and caring maybe when you're at home because you're in a better place. You're in a, a better feeling. You're, you know, you know, your mind's focused on good things. Now, you see, we have to do and ask ourselves a question or a little statement first because I just want you to stop for the moment because we've done enough of that. So if you do have this issue, and I think we all do somewhere in our lives, let's just stop and park it because none of that, none of that checking, none of that um, being nervous, none of that getting things wrong, none of that imposter syndrome is a problem. It's not a problem at all. What? I know what you're saying. What, Cluffy? What are you talking about? It's an effect of a problem. They're behaviours, you see. And we're going to talk about behaviours being, well, they're being supported by, supported by positive intentions, but we'll go through that in a minute. They're not the problem. They're wonderful skills to have if you do them in the most appropriate way. But you see, they're just an effect because something is causing you to be nervous. Something is causing you to doubt yourself. Something is causing you to check things three times. Something is making you so anxious that you don't do things properly because it does have that positive intention, but it's, they are the effects of something else. And you, it's no good just saying, well, I just need to be more confident because again, you're trying to, to solve the effect and all you're doing is putting a plaster over the cup. Now, what happens with that? You can, does it heal that quick? No, it doesn't. But you can cut yourself again and cut yourself again. We want to stop the thing that's causing the cuts, as it were. So you don't need the plasters because you've dealt with the effects by dealing with the cause. We call it the root cause in, in the therapy world. So what do you need to do? You need to find the root cause. But I think a lot of people go wrong in thinking this thing about positive intention. It can't have an intention. can't have a positive intention at all. So let's think about what it could be. Now, what could be that intention? Let's have a think about it. Let's just pause and just ruminate, muse for a moment about that thing that's what's a positive intention of wanting to be right? What's a positive intention of wanting to appear professional? Not making mistakes, but doing things right. What's a positive intention of just being yourself with high self-esteem. Well, you see, all those positive intentions are to be that, to just be okay, isn't it? To do things properly, to do things right. You see, if you think about it, what does anxiety do for you? Think about it. Anxiety should be a little knock like that. Say, hey, prepare. Just prepare. Make sure you get it right. Let's just get the things together. Now, if that was it, like if I was your best friend and said, hey, just remember, before you start, look at your goal and get prepared. That would be okay, wouldn't it? Because you go, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on with it. But if I kept saying to you, hey, you have prepared, haven't you? You know what you're doing, don't you? You've got to get right. Because what's the positive intention of doing that? Well, it's protect you, isn't it? Protect you from making mistakes. Protect you from looking like the imposter. To protect you from being unprofessional, as it were. But the thing is, because it goes to a state of overwhelm, it means it then becomes in conflict. The intention and the behaviour 
are in conflict because that behavior of checking too many times to be so anxious that you get overwhelmed and start making mistakes because you can't see the woods for the trees and the trees for the woods and everything like that. You get a conflict because ideally that's what we want. We want that intention, don't we? We want to be professional. We want to get things right. We want to be just doing our best, being focused. If you really take it down to the to the minutiae, I guess, your unconscious mind wants to present yourself in your best light. And if you put that into a whole big picture of being your best light, your best self, the best you, isn't that when you're the most ultimate of safe, in, in the most ultimate safe place? Because you're accessing all the skills you, you have. You can have awareness, you have confidence, you have high self-esteem. You can access all the things you've learned and you do things right. And if you did make a mistake, you would probably put it right before it went out because you'd see it because you'd have this thing about just double checking not double 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 checking where you can't see them again the mistakes for the woods and the trees so we were talking about positive behavior see remember i've talked about this before i'm sure the nl presupposition of every behavior has a positive intention and the very first time you did it you did that behavior with that intention your unconscious mind chose it Yes, you chose this way of being. But the thing was, you did it with the wisdom and experience that you had way back then. Because normally these things start when we were quite young. So how much experience, how much wisdom did we have back then? Not a lot. So instead of being, oh, I can fall back on my awareness, I can fall back on all the things I know. I didn't know anything like that. I wasn't that aware. But I did find if I got a little bit anxious, I'd make sure I got things right. But as we go through life, what happens? Well, we do bigger and better things. I want to give you a few examples, I guess, of where things appear so obvious and they're not. And that's why we don't, we look for that root cause and the conflict. You see, a long time ago, I worked with this lady who thought she had a phobia for driving because she used to drive about eight miles. She said it's pretty accurate, Paul, about eight miles from home and I get a panic attack. So therefore, I have this phobia of driving and I need help and I kept thinking well I'm not certain of this because if you can drive eight miles that's you would have a phobia before then you'd have the fears you'd have all that stuff in fact you'd be thinking about it all the time in fact when people are with real fears and phobias when they start talking about their 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 problems their issues they actually start to go into that that fear mode and as we were talking she said do you know what, Paul? Something's come to mind. Some of the questions you've asked me have got me to think in a different way, which is what I do, by the way. And she said, I can remember mum, because this is where I'm getting this, this feeling, this connection with my past. Mum, bless her, she was a lovely soul, loving soul. But when she went out to shop, we never knew whether she'd be going for half an hour, an hour, or maybe she'd just go for two or three days. We just never knew, because she had what we now call mental health issues. But at that time, no one knew what it was, and that was his mum being, well, that was mum. And the thing is, the most important thing to us was keeping the family together. And you have to you have to be at home to be with the family, you have to be at home. And I got this little thing going, well, it had to be at home, keep the family together. And as we talked, I said, well, where is your family now? And she said, oh, they all live round about, one's 10 miles away, one's 12 miles away. They're all very close, but I just can't get to see them. And when we asked for the positive intention for her unconscious mind, it was to keep the family together, to stay at home. 
but the mere fact her family wasn't there. And so, so the wonderful intention was, I'm going to make you anxious to keep you at home so you don't do what mum used to do, disappear. But unfortunately, as I've just said, the family was spread out. And as soon as we said, would it be okay to find a better way to keep the family together, i.e. to be safe and secure driving, to make sure we can visit the family and have a lovely home when they come to see us and visit them in their homes. And it was like, boom, the light went on. We did a small bit of work, a small process. No problem whatsoever. Now, this is what happens. I'll give you another another little example where how things can seem so obvious but not so obvious. A guy came to me and said, I've got to uh, do, in my job, I've got to start doing presentations because I'm moving up and uh, getting promoted and in this position I'm going to have to give presentations and he said it scares the living crap out of me it really does I can't talk I can't do anything and I look a right idiot and I've got to get it right because I can't get it wrong can't get it wrong can't get it wrong and people are going to think I'm an imposter it's all the things I've talked about now a lot of people just said well I'll just teach you how to present or I'll just give you a bit more confidence but when we did our little bit of work a little memory kept popping into his mind and it was about when he was quite young and he was asked to sing. Now, there's nothing big in that, is there? But what he was, is he was in a room with lots of people and someone lifted him up and stood him on the table. Couldn't sing. The pressure of all those eyes. And he had to hide. Couldn't get, his, couldn't get the words out. Now, you can imagine positive intention for having this thing about not speaking in front of people because it doesn't feel good. It feels threatening. So the unconscious mind, to keep him safe from that threatening threatening feeling, made it so he couldn't speak in front of people. Because if he didn't speak in front of people, he wouldn't have that feeling. But then we said, well, hey, that's a great positive intention. But that's not the case now. We're here to spread what we know. We've got all that confidence. We've got all the experience. And this is part of life now, sharing what we've got. And if we do it properly, because we're going to have to do it, we have to do it in a safe way. And the safe way is to be able to present with a high self-esteem, the right amount of confidence, and be able to be aware of our audience and to be able to access the information that we need to, to share it in a nice way, a good way, an understanding way. Because the unconscious mind realized the conflict it was doing or realized the conflict it had with its intention. And what weren't we doing? We weren't ignoring the intention. We said we want to keep that intention. We want to keep him safe in front of people. We want that lady to be able to have her, her family with us, a positive intention of keeping the family. We want to keep that intention, but find better ways. And this is how this is going to change. This is how to approach this thing about being nervous, about making mistakes, thinking about criticism, uh, maybe appearing rude or thinking you appear rude. Because again, once we find out what the conflict is, the conflict between the intention and the behaviours, which doesn't take too long, to be honest. We can then find new ways to get what we want because in your unconscious mind is working with you, saying, well, okay, you're, you're honouring the intention that I've got to keep you safe, to be in the most professional way, not making mistakes, doing things right. And now we're going to find a better way because the way I've been using no longer works. And if, if your unconscious mind really understands that what it's doing for you no longer works, then by definition it has to change because it has to keep that intention to keep you safe, doesn't it? So by definition, it has to find a better way. And that's the thing. 
as time goes by, as you find better ways, they then spread. Spread into different areas of your life. So then you become, as I said, more confident, more self, have higher self-esteem in different areas. When you socialize, different areas of work, things just change. You see, right now, these issues are constantly in your mind, aren't they? With that internal dialogue, that internal representations, the pictures you make, and making them into wonderful, weird stuff. But when your unconscious mind says, actually, I understand now, what I was trying to do by giving you those pictures to try to make you see how bad things could be, which would mean you'd have to try to do it better. I didn't realize I was giving you overwhelm. So what have we got to do? Let's just start this process because this is more, more of an understanding. Because once you understand these type of things, then you can start making the changes. That's what I believe anyway. Because I want you, one of the understandings is consciously Let's stop fighting this. Because if you who are you fighting? Really, who are you fighting when you're fighting against this? You're fighting against yourself and your unconscious mind. Who's going to win? Well, it isn't your conscious mind. I'll tell you that now. And there's only one choice. It's your unconscious mind. But your unconscious mind is doing things for you. It wants positive things for you. So we need to just work in tandem in, and coordinate and integrate the learnings. So part two of this will be a lot of hows. But I wanted to give a little bit of a how. A little bit of a how to get you thinking between now and the next episode. Now, before we start thinking of all the issues and things like that, let's turn it on the on its head. If you have a problem, say, like this person says, I'm making mistakes. Making mistakes and appearing rude. Well, now, what is your why? And we talked about this so many times, but you know you can't get away from it. The why is the most important thing. So why is it important to you to change? So how would you like to be? But let's, before we get to the real how, and these are somewhat in tandem, even though on my notes up at one and two, why would it be important to you to change? What would happen if you were able to be the way you want to be. Now, there's going to be some emotional stuff there because you're going to feel differently. There's also going to be, if it's at work, there's going to be uh, an impact on the way that you work and the way people uh, integrate you within that work and the opportunities available to you, aren't, aren't there? So why would that be important? So if you could be exactly the way you want to be, getting things done right, being able to communicate pe- with people in the most appropriate manner, and to have them communicate with you as if you're part of that team with respect, why would that be important to you? Now, you can think about it now. Oh, it'll be this, this, and this, Paul. But I told you before, just thinking doesn't do the trick. Because you think of one, oh, it'll be so good if I could, I, I just feel so more comfortable in myself. Okay, feel more comfortable. What else? Well, if I'm doing that with my colleagues, they're going to get more confidence with me. What, what was that first one, by the way? Oh, damn, I've forgotten it. So you have to set some time aside. Set some time aside. It doesn't have to be eons and years and months. It could be 15, 15 minutes. And just write, why is it important for me to change? And when you get an answer, you might even say, and why is that important to me? And when you get the answer to that, you might even say, and why is that important to me? Because you start to get 
a real understanding of the effects of this change, the effects of the ripples of change. Now you could say, well, that's at work, but when I'm like that, what, why is it important to me in my social life to be able to change at work? Well, that would remake, I'm not going to give you answers now. But you find the answer. Why would that be important? And why is that important? You can take different contexts within your workplace, you know, with your friends or, or with your superiors, with your colleagues, with your different departments, maybe with clients. So many different things that you can just ask the question, why is it important to me to be the way I want to be? What would the effect of that be? And then you say to yourself, well, I've written those down now. And we always say write them down because you have to picture it as well. When you picture, you know, it'll be like this. You have to see yourself being like that, don't you? And when you picture yourself, what are you doing? You're doing exactly what your unconscious mind does for you. You see, when your unconscious mind gives you that internal representation, it changes the way you feel. And when you change the way you feel, you change your physiology. And when you put all those three together, your behaviors will change. They'll be in line. Your behaviors will be in line with those pictures you make in your mind the state or the emotion you have and your physiology. So you're doing exactly what the unconscious mind used to do by giving you those negative pictures, making you feel bad. Your physiology was all over the place and therefore your behaviours weren't what you wanted. But now by doing this, you're doing exactly the same process so the unconscious mind can follow along with you and can understand that you're working with it, not against it. Now when you've gone that, the second part of this is in each of those different contexts, of the the different areas where you want to change, I want you to ask yourself, how would I like to feel? And describe it. Describe it in every context. Exactly how you'd want to feel. Exactly how you would want to maybe move. How you'd want to feel by giving information across or receiving information. How you'd like to communicate with people. And do it in different contexts. And really go overboard, I think. See it in your mind. Use your imagineering. Make that internal representation of seeing yourself being that way and go, if I was doing that right now, I would feel just like this. I'd feel confident. I'd feel that I'm doing the right thing. What's it feel like when you know that you're doing the right thing because you are doing the right thing? Because you have checked. Because it's a good thing to check, but not check a hundred times. Because it's a good thing to check. Double check, but that's it. How would that make you feel? And also, how would it make you feel after? Maybe at the end of the day, when you come home and you go, what a bloody great day I've had. What a great meeting we had. I I performed really well. So how did it make you feel at the time? How did it make you feel after the event? And really enjoy yourself. This is setting up now, the change. Because when your unconscious mind gets all of this, it'll start to realise how much you want it for a start, because you're going to feel differently, aren't you? You're going to feel good. It will also know that you're not fighting and pushing against it, that you have been doing for ages. And it will also realise, yeah, there are better ways, because what I have been doing isn't working anymore, because it's not achieving these results. Because each time you're going to feel that way, you're going to feel safe. And the reason you know you're feeling safe is because you don't feel unsafe. That's the only time you don't feel safe, is when you don't feel safe. When you feel safe, you're just in the moment. You're enjoying yourself. You're doing what you, you're best at, being you. So play around with those for the moment. Second half, we're going to start doing a few more processes, getting into getting that change for you. So please do that work there. Because if you don't, not a lot of point in what we do. I, I would question if any client, I give my client things to do before I see them. And if they don't turn up with what they've 
Well, I've asked them to do, and then nothing big about any of this. I don't see them. And they can say, well, I'm paying you, and I don't want the money. I want to work with people who are really interested in the change. They really, they want the change. They're committed to the change. And if you're committed to this, and I know you really are, set some time aside. This is going to take you half an hour at the very most. Between now and the next episode, do this and have it written out already. Do some lovely colour, colouring, not colouring, coloured pens. Do a picture if you want, do whatever. Make it so it's outstanding in a very serious, fun way. Let's have fun with this. Okay? So we can go now into the processes. And just remember, if you would, this has all come from somebody saying, look, I've got this problem, Paul. These are the things that happened to me. And I just, I'd love some help. And this is what we're doing. Part of the help was go to the hypnosis sites first, have a look around and actually do on this particular one. We talked about going to the very first process I ever did on on the podcast, which is being comfortable, which we're going to go into on the second part. But just feeling comfortable because it takes away so much of the anxiety. Well, it takes it all away, really, when you do it with the will to do whatever it takes. And I know you can. And I know you will. So I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. And if there is anything you want, just like the person who emailed me with this query, do send me an email, even if it's about this subject or any other issue that you feel would be beneficial to you. And by that, I know it'll be beneficial to loads of other people who listen to this podcast beneficial to me. Make me work. Make me use my my brain to work out these things. So I enjoy doing that. So what I enjoy is finding those processes or even developing processes for these particular things. It's what I'm here for. I think this is part of my path. Okay? So while I wander up my path, put some things along the way. So email me, feedback at personaldevelopmentunplugged.com, just like the other people. Remember there was, uh, we had performance anxiety and things like that before. Please let me know. And if there's anything you didn't understand about this particular one, because I know when I, although I've got my notes, I rattle off in different areas. I go off script as it were, because there isn't a script. That's the whole point about this. It's lovely. That if there's something that I said that wasn't quite communicated in a way that you understood it, then let me know because that's my fault. I take responsibility for my communications, my communications. And if I don't do it right, then help me get it right. Because this is all about understanding. This is the first part, the first principle. And then we get into things. And I wanted to, I hopefully, hopefully, I hope I've spread a little bit of confidence. Confidence when you start to do these things, you know you're going to change. And life will change immeasurably when you do this stuff. Because you can. That's all there is. Okay, so until the next time, this is Paul, Paul Clough from Personal Development Unplugged. Unpacking the complicated. Making things more simple. And hey, why don't you have a quick look at Paul Clough Online and look at some of the programs there. Maybe something you want to play around with. The 30 money, 30 money day guarantee? You try saying that one. There's a 30 day. No, it's not 30 day. For people who listen here, there's money-back guarantee, full stop. So you've got nothing to lose other than a lack of confidence and low self-esteem. Have a look at the confidence program. And also remember those hypnosis tracks. You get them from going to paulcloughonline.com forward slash podcast. And there's over 45 separate hypnosis tracks. And I will probably be referring to those 
in the second part of that. So you really want to uh, to be signed up there. Because we talked about that feeling confident. That, that second, or well, the very first hypnosis track I did for the Personal Development Unplugged uh, page there. It's there, right at the very bottom of the list. Click on that and you can listen to it. It'd be awesome. Maybe go to the second podcast I ever did because the first one was obviously an introduction the second one was all about being comfortable and that's what the hypnosis track um, followed on from so it's good to listen to both it's not that long but it's awesome anyway I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, next time but if you could have a listen to it that would be good I've prattled on enough about all the the bits and pieces now so I'll see you next time enjoy every heartbeat bye-bye Hey, I hope you enjoyed that, well, this episode and all the other episodes of Personal Development Unplugged. If you're new to this, please do subscribe. And on the website, personaldevelopmentunplugged.com, if you go forward slash subscribe, there'll be some information there how to subscribe easily and effortlessly. But one of the things you can just do is whatever platform you listen to, maybe it's iTunes, Google Player, CastBox is a great one. If you search, well, Spotify, by the way, is another great one. If you search my name, Paul Clough, or the Personal Development Unplugged podcast, as you see it, click on the icon. They'll open up with all the episodes, and you'll also find a thing to say either subscribe or follow. Click on that, and it'll come on your device every week. There'll be a new episode, sometimes twice a week. Generally, it's twice a week. Do that, and then please share. Because if you've got something out of this, why would you keep it to yourself? I know I wouldn't. I'd like to share it with my friends because that's what good friends do. And if we're good friends, why don't we share it not with each other because that would be silly because you and I know it, but share it with our friends, everyone you can think of. So if you can share this podcast, the Personal Development Unplugged podcast, it'll make this community grow and it will affect, it will affect the things that go around us. It will affect the people because it's, and the intention here is to share good stuff. As a technical NLP hypnosis term. Good stuff. There will be hypnosis. There'll be NLP programs, protocols. There'll be all different things, all to help you with various issues. And even if they're not issues, they don't have to be issues. They're things that you want to do in the future, setting your goals, all the things you want to dream about. It's all here. So please do share it with everyone you can think of, even your best friend. And if you would, any feedback you have, good, bad, or indifferent, please email me. It's feedback at personaldevelopmentunplugged.com. Only goes to me, doesn't go on a list, don't worry about anything like that, you get a personal reply. But I'd like to know what you'd like to listen to, what the issues you have that you'd like something to help you with, or even just a friend for just asking for a friend. Do that, and I will create an episode around that, that issue, that thing that you want to solve and resolve. Because we can do that. And it's great fun for me to set me on my way to try to find those new, wonderful, different things that we could do. Even if it's just a straightforward hypnosis process. And those hypnosis processes, where do you get them? Well, just go to Online forward slash podcast. Easy as that. And you'll have 47 plus hypnosis tracks to listen to. Anyway, that's a long enough outro. Please just have more fun than you can stand. And just please do what well just do everything I've just asked for. That would be awesome.
Warning, you are now leaving the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. It's time to fly on your own. Be brave, my friend. Personal Development Unplugged.